to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Welcome, welcome. We're back. Here we are. <laughs> You're listening to Jazz Beats. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of playoff coverage Jazz Beats, I guess. Man, it's easy to record after a win. <laughs> uh, there's a lot going on that's, that's apart from the games, though. So we're going to get to that in just a right. minute. Um, right. If you're just getting caught up on the Jazz Grizzlies uh, series, right? Jazz are taking a commanding three-one lead going into Game Four. Five got f- f- Game Five coming up. Go, going into Game Five back in Utah. Okay, actually, you, it's interesting. You look at the the first round of the playoffs in all of the West, and they're all tied two and two, except for Utah. We're yes. the only one with an actual lead in any series across the entire Western Conference. Playoff bracket. It's crazy, and and looking at those matchups, I, I can't decide who I, I can't predict who's going to win. They're, they're that close, and it's so fun. It's so fun. If you had to say, okay, so we're going to be playing the bracket that comes out of Dallas and Clippers. Yes, right. So it's we're definitely going to be playing, assuming we advance into round two, which that's kind of the mindset. That we have. Right. right. 3-1 lead. We've been there before, though. We've been oh there. Oh, my gosh. Do we even jinx it and talk about last year's 3-1 lead? Maybe we don't talk about the jazz at all this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so You're listening to Beats, everybody. <laughs> Just Beats. Uh, who, who, who would you prefer to play? I mean, if it comes down to us uh, advancing against the Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks. I think it's Dallas. Really? I think we match up good against them. Luka is a freak, which is scary. Because they have the best player on the floor in most of the series they're going to be in, and um, but he's kind of shook up right now. He's has kind of a little neck issue. He struggled the last game because of it. Um, I don't know. I think we match up better against Dallas than we do the Clippers. So are you saying that's who you would like us to play? Yes. Okay. Now who do you think we will play? Who do you think will win that? Actually, I think the Clippers are going to come back and win it. You do. They were down two zero. It's it's interesting. The road team has won every game that series. That is interesting. That's tough for fans. It's weird. I mean, for heaven's sake, just just swap the games, guys. Give the fans <laughs> a better experience. Same outcome. We're still two two. <laughs> just. Uh, I agree with you on that. I actually think the Clippers are gonna gonna pull through. I just think that they just have a little bit more experience, and I think that if it's that close, sometimes the experience is just enough to help you right pull ahead. I think that's what's propelled the Jazz into these late game wins. Right, the last couple of games, we we've we've kind of been in in command the whole game in game three and four, but but they were always right there. We 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 couldn't get past ten or twelve points usually, and then they would come back and tie it right. up or go down two, and then we would just kind of push back, push back, slow and steady, and get back to ten, and then they'd come back. Right, right. They'd and, have a run. Uh huh. But I think our experience, we're not the the young team anymore, as caused us to be able to to down the stretch slow it down and really tighten up the screws and and get things done uh other players really describe the utah jazz as a very disciplined uh and a team that can execute you know so and and really i think that's all because that's what quinn wants he says we just put this look this has worked all season all right there's no reason to change it in the playoffs let's just be who we are and play the ball the way we play and when we get when we lose sight of that, that's when other teams start to come back or have a run. But in the end, you know, we just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Do you think going into Game Five on um, Wednesday tomorrow, right. as the time of now, 
Um, going into game five, how do you think the Jazz approach the game? Um, they're going back home. Um, I mean, they've taken a 3-1 lead, which on paper looks like we're blowing them away. Do we come out from the tip-off a little slow because we, we feel good? We're, we're, we're kind of re- waiting for round two now, or do you think we come out ready to close it? I feel like uh, the Jazz would normally come out a little slow uh, on that, or, or the other team would come out more intense than us, I might, might say. But I kind of the mind games that I could see behind the eyes of the Grizzlies in the game four where they lost, I feel like I feel like they they're done. A lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> and they know it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they know that they don't have an answer for the jazz. But like 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 they're a fighting team and I love it. I love the I love playing the Grizzlies. Uh everybody but Brooks on the team is cool. He's the only guy I don't like. I don't know if I've mentioned that or not already. In this I think podcast. we mention that every day. Yeah. Um what do you think? What do you think? You think the Jazz come off hot and heavy? I think so. I think they have we've been here last year up 3-1. Um we were down 1-0 at the start of this series. Um so I think they know the pressures and they know the the competitiveness of the Grizzlies and that they never go away. The announcers talked about it all game. These young Grizzlies team, they don't go away. They're going to keep fighting and clawing. And I hope we're ready for that because this first half especially, they're going to test us to see if they they can win the game. I think if we put a, a good lead on them and, and punish them in the first half, you could see them go away in the second because that's the end of their season. But... I don't see it happening from the start. I think they come out fighting, and and it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a very physical game for sure. Uh, if you watched the game last night with the Philadelphia and the uh, Washington? Washington Wizards, uh, that was a very physical game because it was a do or die. It was an elimination game, and when you have nothing but everything on the line, you put everything on the line. And if you have to foul out the third quarter, you do. And and that's just how you play. And, and we can expect a lot of physicality from Brooks. What I hope doesn't happen is that the physicality uh, hurts us in the next round because somehow we get you know knocked up, knocked around too much, which I, I hate that, but it's a reality. Uh, and we just have to come out and be just as aggressive and just as physical as the opposing team, for sure. Well, and I'm, I think when you see people that are affected by the, the aggression and the physicalness, it's usually people that are that back away from it. I mean, if you attack it head on, you're usually in a pretty good spot. You look at um, a f- football analogy. If you got a running back with his head down, he's ready to take on a hit and he's ready to hit back. He doesn't get hurt. Right. When right. he's standing up and he's timid towards that hit coming at him, yeah. that's when they get hurt and that's when it affects them. So I think if we're able to take it head on and even push back, yeah. we'll be fine. Did you see the, the chart for Brooks trash talk? It no. Was, uh, <laughs> it looked a lot like the stock market did early this year. <laughs> Just straight down. <laughs> he's he's so interesting. He's so good, honestly. He's been so good this series. He's a great player when he's on the court, and he is hard to stop. stop. And I keep thinking about, if he was on the Jazz, would I love him? You wouldn't. You're classier than that. And I think it's hard to say I wouldn't. I think what? it's too easy to say I would probably like Take him. Take those headphones off. <laughs> Disgrace. But you're right. He's playing against us, and he is awful to look at. The hair, he's got to do something with that. Right. Um, and, and just his attitude. and I mean, he, he's... He and Trey Young use the same barber. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I don't know. He's he's hurt us a lot, but he's 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 kind of fun to watch. Uh, Donovan said he loves the trash talk coming from Brooks, Good. and uh, he says that's how I grew up playing ball, and I feed off that, and it makes me makes me want to put my emotion and my passion in the game more. And so I think you can see that when he gets a foul and he comes up smiling, like looking at the crowd, like uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, I'm coming for you. Well, he held up four fingers. When he got oh, a, uh, Brooks's fourth foul last night, just as a, he was doing that to be kind to Brooks, just to let him know where he was at. Just, so. just so you know, buddy, you got four. You might yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. a little careful. I love it. Um, you mentioned the Sixers and Wizards game. Big game. Yeah. Did you see the fan run onto the floor? Okay, so I, I don't know what happened here. So I don't know if you s- could see it on TV because it kind of happened at the other end while they were playing on the one side. I just watched it another angle, like a fan camera after the game. Right. Um, they're playing in the middle of the third quarter, big, big moment in a game and a fan runs onto the floor, runs around to the other end, jumps up, touches the backboard and then gets tackled by security. Is, is he fully clothed? Yes. Okay. Unfortunate. I know. Um, uh, but why are we seeing so many fan game interactions lately that so we had to run, run through the list because there's been a number of, uh, and it's not just in Utah. No, we did have one situation in Utah. Right. We had three fans banned yes. and removed from a game right. for kind of can i say verbally assaulting john yep. morant's family absolutely i think okay. you can say that. yeah so they're banned for life hopefully um for their stupidity but trey young got spit on by a fan okay um russell westbrook got popcorn dumped on him as he was going to the tunnel by a fan kyrie irving luckily the guy missed but had a water bottle i think full thrown at his head dude that'll mess you up man that'd hurt dude. <laughs> what what is it what is it about fans are they just stir crazy from covid or? i think that's what it is they've forgotten how to how to be a human yep that's all i can think of it's stupid and it's driving me nuts because i don't i don't care to hear about this stuff i want to hear about games and players and who's doing well but right. every everything i see on the biggest the biggest news stories of the day are always fan altercations that are right. that are just stupid idiot fans yeah, and and I and I can say that sometimes I might get a little, little out of control at a game in in my own in my own way. Okay, I'm not running across the court. I'm not verbally assaulting anyone. I might boo or tell Brooks he's ugly or to get a haircut or whatever it is, and scream and yell and shout. But, but I mean, which you should first of yeah, all. That's fine. Uh, but if you're listening to this and you're a Jazz fan, we got to be. I mean, we're the loudest fans in the NBA. We have that reputation, but let's also coincide that with. I mean, we're good people. All right, so we got to make sure our standards are high, regardless of what's happening. Do you think people just forget that that the the players and famous people are human beings? Like, like right. I, I think I can see that. Yeah, people just forget that they are not indestructible, and they do not just just brush stuff off all the time, and they and they don't get that behavior to them all the time. I don't right. I don't think that's common behavior. So I mean. It's freaking real, and people are stupid, and we've got to clean it up. It reminds me of the Super Bowl. I think it was the Super Bowl. The guy bet uh, $350,000 that there would be a streaker. And did he streak? And he streaked. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, love I it. can't remember how much he bet, but he, he walked away with the $350,000. Enough wins. to cover his, his bail money. Uh, oh, yeah. Well <laughs> and truly. Uh, I hope that that's not – if that's what's happening with the fans in the NBA, I mean, there's a little bit of – <laughs> quick thinking there which you have to applaud but honestly uh let's make sure that we're treating people like human beings and uh that we're decent out yeah because uh, i don't want to talk about this again it's stupid right it's a waste and, of time and i hate 
the f- I want people to come to Utah being like, man, they're a loud crowd. I don't want them to kind of be like, they're bigots. They're awful. They're rude. They're just aw-. that's not the re- uh, that's not the reputation I want. You know, so I hate that that too. I don't want that to be our image. I'm glad Morant did say. He, I think he tweeted um, that he said his family told him that every other jazz fan they interacted with was great and right. were very complimentary of jaw right. and they were they were loud and crazy but they were great and supportive to right. them yeah, it was just those three idiots so oh, we talked about this earlier we jaw morant we still like the guy right right absolutely like he's not, the player and the man he's all right yeah my my kid was watching the game with me last night um i think it was my my 6 year old said Asked who we were playing and saw it was the Grizzlies again and said, oh, we hate the Grizzlies, huh? And I got thinking, I'm like, not really. I like the Grizzlies. I mean, I hate when we're playing against a team and I hate when we get beat by a team, but but I don't hate them. They're fun. They're right, a great young right. team and they're, they're exciting. series so far. And a lot of it is because of Jaw. He's amazing. And he's so fun to watch and he's incredibly frustrating too. Oh, man. I'm because how good he is. Clarkson had a good night. Finally, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew he was going to have a good night. If you rewind, I did. I did. I did mention that Clarkson's going to have a great night in one of the two games over there in Memphis. But uh, good for him. I'm not worried about really any of our players. I'm glad that not a single one of them have just gone nuts in a 50 point game. You got to save that for later in the in the uh, playoff bracket. Right now, we just need to get everybody shooting right and with confidence and making the right plays and getting in the right motion. And then when we need to have a superstar, like, well, listen, I could name any of our, any of our players could just blow out a 40 point game. But I feel like that's kind of something that you need when there's an ego against ego, uh, later down the brackets. It reminds me of the, I think it was two years ago. It was Donovan's rookie year, I think against OKC with uh, him and Westbrook going at it. Right. In the third quarter, I think both of them had 20 plus in that just that quarter. Right. It's moments like that you got to have your guys ready to just stand out and take over. Um game 6 of the first round that year and we ended right. up winning that to win the series, which was awesome. I think this this first series is just us getting all of our guys feet wet. So, they're all feeling good about themselves. And, and, and if any of them need to step up because they have the best matchup, they can do the job. So far in this series, who's your Utah Jazz MVP? Uh, well, say what you want. We haven't won. Uh, we haven't lost a game with uh, since Donovan Mitchell's been back. We've won every game. But I'm going to say Mike Conley. Yes. Conley, absolutely. Okay. Tell me why. Um. I know Mitchell's our guy, and he's he's like you said. If we lose game one, a lot of because he didn't play. But right. Conley's been so smooth and so level headed, and just killer mode down the stretch. He was he he picks people apart in the pick and roll. He's averaging crazy amount of assists. He only had seven last night, but he had fifteen one the one game and eleven the other game, something right. like that. What's um, his turnovers from last night? If you can pull, if you don't mind pulling that up, even even. With how great I'm talking about Conley, he only had 11 points. He went three for four from the three. And the how many huge threes? Two of them in the fourth quarter that were huge. Very timely. Very huge. timely. When he knew that we needed it, is I mean, he, he put the dagger in it. Two turnovers last night. Two turnovers. And how many minutes? 32. I mean, that's a lot of time to be handling the ball, making all the plays, making the plays, making the decisions, getting the ball and the players where they need to be. Only two mistakes. Pretty, pretty bloody good. 
I feel I feel good about him. If you're Memphis, are you just hating that? Because you love Mike Conley. They probably still love the guy. And how can you not? They would have to. But I'm sure it sucks seeing their old guy just, just kill us like that and hit huge shots down the stretch. Maybe that's part of why Mike is so calm and collective playing there in Memphis is it's a it's a familiar arena to him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he just seems so so confident in his play right now. It's hard to pick apart. Okay, give us one key to to closing it out on Wednesday. What do the Jazz got to do at home to get to finish strong and finish the series? I am expecting us to to do that. I'm thinking Wednesday is going to be the final game for series 1. I'm holding on to real wood so everybody knows. Uh, I'm going to say two things. Can I do two? Two. Give us two. The first one is to get our guys to the foul line, which ultimately means to get Brooks in foul trouble. And the second thing is, for goodness sake, let Gobert score some points. (laughs) The man can can freaking put points in the paint. We just got to give him the ball, for goodness sakes. I think he had... He had 16 in the second half. Yeah, he only had one point, I think, the whole first half of the game. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dude, do you guys realize that guy's head's like touching the net? Like, give the guy that ball. I <laughs> bet he could put it in. Like, let's utilize this guy. Uh, but, yeah, I think the more that we utilize Gobert, the better for the offense, for the entire offensive roster. So I'm going to say Gobert scoring and fouls. And what? attacking. I think that what goes along with fouls, too, is us being aggressive and not being passive. Um, like, like, like just driving in the just paint? Just driving, or, okay. getting to the hole, drawing contact, and not settling for outside shots um, goes right, along right. with that. And I think I think it's going to be done. We got to finish it early. We got to um, play up to our game in the first half because if we give them confidence and we let them get going and we go down early, it's going to be a long couple more games probably. I agree. I agree. So, so what are you saying? Are you saying that we need to be aggressive? Yes. Okay. We got to come out from the gates ready to go run our offense, get an open look, and attack the paint. Whether it's with Rudy or, or off penetration, we've got to attack the paint. Predictions on the score. Let's get fine, down to the fine details here. Jazz by double digits. Wow. I'm confident. I'm feeling good. I'm ready this for that Dallas-LA uh, matchup. This guy, Dallas. Dallas Clippers. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm a little slow over here. I like it. I think that we can do it. I'm with you. Let's do it. Before we close, um, we do have to mention, obviously, the great Mark Eaton, um, great. jazz center from the 80s and 90s. Excellent shot blocker, kind of Rudy Gobert-esque in his play style. Absolutely. Did pass away the other night, which is in a, in a shocking, kind of tragic, unexpected is what I should say, yeah. situation. Loss of a great man, a great player. I mean, he set the tone, and it was a more physical game in his era for sure. So to do what he did uh, is a lot of a lot of abuse, you know. Still has the record for single season blocks, incredible in a season for the entire. And I thought it was just for the Jazz. No, it's it's league wide record. Le- that, that's it's even more incredible. And I love how um, I know Rudy has has talked a lot about him since his passing is is how involved he was. He said he would get texts from Mark all the time after games saying, way to protect the paint, good job. Like He's still heavily involved with today's game, which, right. is, which is great. It's just sad to see that, that I, happen at such a young age. I got one more question for you. Yay or nay, favors new haircut? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. I'm okay, all about okay. it. All right, it's out it. of his eyes. He can <laughs> see now. <laughs> okay, you heard it right here. Jackson says, yay on favors new do. 
Hey, you guys are incredible. Thank you for tuning into Jazz Beats. Um, playoffs are here. They're full swing right now. We gotta finish this off in five because the Grizzlies are coming. They get one more win under them, and they are hungry. They're gonna start coming for us. So, gotta finish it off. Any last words, Tice? We'll see you all Thursday.